0: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Booty
1: program.
2: Booty, booty. It's going to expand you know, your butt. You know what it's not? What? what? It's not your beauty. It's your booty. <laughs> it's
3: not your beauty. It's your booty, baby. Yeah. Don't be an ass. Build one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Adam, God damn you're brilliant! Sometime. That was awesome. Can I can I make a comment real quick? Two things. First off, oh, look at these new shoes, I I got. See
3: you, dude. <laughs>
2: lo- Look at these fucking. He thinks new he's shoes. fast. All of a sudden. he he looks fast. I'm not gonna lie. You know yeah. what? You don't have to lie. I never look fast, but they're uh, so I always get like my- an iridescent. Are these about your Adam? first pair of Asics? No, I've had uh, Asics, okay, but had- way in the past. They're a comfortable shoe. Dude, you know what? I feel like I'm walking on. Very I feel like I'm walking on, uh, like pillows. Like, yeah, like I'm yeah. walking on clouds. I'm like, I don't even feel like I'm walking. I feel like it's just the shoe was walking for me. It's really weird. Yeah, they're taking a break. One of the yeah. best. We're not even sponsored muscles. by Asics, by the way.
3: No, they're one of the best all-around running shoes, too. In fact, that's kind, we've never even brought that up. I don't think is the Nike is like the worst. Yeah. So if you're somebody who runs on Nike, I love Nikes. I wear mostly Nikes. but I also don't run. So if you're somebody who wears, I like, uh, new uh, runs a lot, you stand uh, your ground. Asics are, yeah. are definitely one of the better uh running shoes out there. And I know there's some runners out there that are like talking about their what are those? I always forget the ones that start with an H that are the ugliest shoes I've I ever seen. I don't know. They get crazy
1: with Oh, yeah. the Hoka's or whatever? Yes. Those are the ugliest those are, fucking shoes I've that's, ever seen. That's that's
2: overboard. You know what Hoka, you know what those shoes remind me of? Double stuff Oreos. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like you look inside you're like, that's just too much. They I like the middle. The, it's just too but much, I don't need yeah. double. Man, ugliest you
3: know? shoes ever. You have to be a serious runner to wear those things cuz I don't care how comfortable and how great
2: they or short spring, spring you Dude, forward. They're always ugly. I, oh, I, I that's know. why
1: that's why I do wear Nikes because like at least they
2: look good. Yeah, I, know, that's I look but, good but walking. They, they're not as good. I like, see. I've seen a lot of. I see dead people. I've seen a lot of really small mm-hmm. people wear those because they're so thick on the bottom that I think that they're like, oh, I'm taller. <laughs> I've seen both. I've, I've got seen, a two inch lift.
3: I what I think it is. It's such a runner's shoe, and it's like really that's all it's for. That you know, it's kind of like a sense of like pride. Like yeah, I run. I run a lot. I need these shoes. Yeah, I, don't, I don't wear a, my Reebok pumps. I need, I need these big marshmallow shoes because I run so much. You know what, yeah. Justin? Yeah.
2: I miss Reebok pumps. Yeah, yeah. Because when I was a kid, I literally thought if I pump my shoes, shit was going to go down. Yeah, like, like oh, oh, you want to, you want to play hide <laughs> and <go> seek? <laughs> you want to play? You want to play, <laughs> play tag? Yeah. Hold on a At second. <Yeah>. Hold I just,
1: on. I
3: just pumped up my shoes. You know, that was really like, I mean, my that's what, that was what brought Reebok back when they were getting crushed by Michael Jordan and Nike was and pumps. stuff. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, pumps. Yeah. That, that. I mean, that was like their last and They're like saving. a Canadian brand, right? If I remember the story correctly, they were going to go under like right before that. And that kind of like revived the company. Do you want
2: to know something funny that just it was came to me? brilliant, though. little Oh, it was brilliant. You know what just came to me right now? What? Is that shoes in the 80s and 90s is like supplements right now. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? they were the answer to they all were the kinds edge, of stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. remember the catapult? I forgot what company oh, yeah. it was that made the catapult. But well, <laughs>
1: it's like the strength shoes that had the platform, the duck platform yeah. things, yeah, that yeah. the jump shoes. You know.
2: But as a kid, I remember seeing the commercials for the shoes and be like, "Oh fuck, if I get those catapults, yeah. holy yeah. shit, I'm gonna get so much better." Dude,
1: I had the Bo Jackson like
3: cross trainers. I was like, "I'm gonna run like Bo Jackson." <laughs> That's it. That's what's gonna I, happen. I don't. That's think, what I'm saying. I don't think it's changed that much. If yeah, you really sh- follow, like, shoe, the shoe game with, like... Yeah, we well, have just been removed from it. Yeah, exactly. I think exactly. The
2: LeBron's and Yeah, all I mean, now it's like... Yeah, but do they, do they talk about the technology that goes Yes, out, that they absolutely. Do they
3: talk about, Now it's about how light and supportive it can they be. They use a lot of oh. graphics. The, mo- the most support and the lightest shoe you can make. That's, like, that's what it's all about. Yeah,
2: because so, in the 90s, mm-hmm. it was about how, like... What, it's like carbon fiber. What was inside the heel that could propel you forward? Yeah, like. remember the... C- this when- has air. This has a catapult, and this has uh-huh. springs. Yeah. yeah.
1: Remember they still when- do that with these like weird cushion things like oh what's that one where they have like different like the, the zoom sc- yeah yeah the zoom it has like little squares that like grab on the ground it's weird It's all kinds of funny shit yeah. it's strange
2: you run hella fast and just run <laughs> up the wall and shit yeah. I yeah I am torn a being, a,
3: being a shoe guy like I am torn on like shoes now versus back. I liked shoes back then a lot I mean shoot half my collection is old school Jordans and oh, stuff I so did Jordans shoes were I I feel like shoes now have just gotten like crazy they're, they're just over the top and yeah. it's hard to get those like
2: space shoes
3: yeah they do they look like you're 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 <laughs> oh, getting ready to walk on the moon or something remember the, remember the Larry
1: Johnsons oh the, my God yeah Converse yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 no yeah, I do remember. Like the I remember street ball ones I used to have those too.
3: Yeah, you, oh, you know shit. right now that you know the big joke right now is right with Under Armour's newest Curry's that just came out Have you guys not seen that that no. there's, there's all kinds of memes. There's all kinds of stuff floating. Of course, you guys didn't there's a <laughs> of course Salvin I should say Yeah, uh, what are uh, he literally I'll, I'll find them for you guys and show you a picture and his new he so if you don't know the backstory on uh, Stephen Curry had was originally gonna sign with Nike And part of the deal was that he wanted to put uh, that Bible verse on the bottom of his shoe and uh, Nike was like, mm, not happening. So they poo-pooed the deal.
2: Mm. And there goes that word again. Do yep. this you, know,
3: you know I do it all the time now. I- <laughs> I'm going to throw <laughs> it in extra, extra now. <laughs> so uh, after after they uh, said no Poo-poo to kaka. it, here they are right here. Look at, look, at the, look at the white shoes and the ones that my buddy sent next Which to Which one? Well, the, the one's a joke. The other one's like the real one.
2: Oh, because that's so like that's an orthopedic shoe. Yeah, that's why. That, the one on the right?
3: Yeah, see the Under Armors? Yeah. So, What's uh, wrong with it? The- so, Under Armour says, yes, you can put whatever you, you want on the shoe. wrong guy. I, I, know. I know. There's nothing
2: g- wrong with it. You know what it looks That's like? It's fucking hideous. It, yeah. It's not hideous. Yes, it is.
3: So, you see, they're comparing it to like those orthopedic yeah. shoes and stuff like that? <laughs> yes. <So> there's there's <laughs> yeah. big jokes going around about how simple and plain and ugly they are, looks right?
1: It's like he could go skiing with these things on.
3: Yeah. So, he signed with Under Armour. The first shoe came out, it was pretty exotic and cool. Well, these most recent ones came out, and everybody is just like making fun of them because they're so basic. It's like the most basic white You would think these are okay.
2: <laughs> I don't no No, no. I, I <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> what 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 do you want the fucking shoe to have? Like well, fire shit coming out of it, I don't bro, know when, it, like when, it, when, style, it's, when it's attached uh, to
3: the MVP of the right. fucking NBA. Got some flash, bro. Exactly. It's it's the most po- It's it will be mm. one of the most popular releases all year long. Well, then maybe it'll so still when, sell. So, it just
1: looks like it was belonging like JC
3: Penney. So when big yeah. shoes like this come out, kids line up out the out the door like waiting to purchase. Yeah. Ain't no fucking kid lining up the door to buy a no. pair of fucking Do white you got, looking. There's knock-off. already one like that in in Foot <laughs> Yes, there is. Right now. Exactly. Yeah. Do you you and big over, five sporting goods five
1: yeah
2: get, i remember the <laughs> johnny's
1: fucking <laughs> it, it was like less shoe source
2: yeah. but it was like a thing at one point to get really basic white clean shoes remember it's that still one? style bro playing against I, sports i you have, find it there. I,
3: have a, I have at least five or six pairs of whites that never see outside that are purely for wearing indoors so white shoes what do you mean
2: How do? You, how does that work
3: I only wear them indoors. He's In your own house, all dirty. No, like when I go like places, like if I'm traveling, oh, it, I okay. I, they go outside. To oh, my okay. Car, I got confused though. for a second. I don't, I don't but do I'm, white sneakers it, for that reason. Yeah, yeah. The, my, and you, I wear I wear them like if I'm going Vegas or I'm going places that they're gonna get they're gonna stay clean, dude.
2: Do, would you if somebody just walked up and stepped on them? Would you like that's, a, that's like a dick move? As yeah. I know, but would you, would you would you do?
3: It would depend. If it was on purpose, then we'd have an issue. But if it was like you accidentally did, I'd be like, oh man but that's uh, part of it i mean you're wearing shoes everyone's foot's uh, been stepped on before if it's an accident it's an and accident you stepped in the poo-poo. but if you <laughs> if you if you saw that like i was a shoe guy and you're like oh those are yeezys and you walked over and you fucking stepped on my yeezys like yeah you I'm, I'm gonna yeezy my foot right in your ass <laughs> that's something <laughs> yeah. yeah so not it's not a, it's a not cheap shoe yeah very, very um, expensive
2: well, but, but what is it? Not what is in it.
3: You, you, what, do you, what, <laughs> what do you mean? It's a shoe.
2: Oh, it's just it's just that's just a general term for it's
3: Kanye West's shoe. Kanye's. Oh, when
2: Kanye when when Kanye you par- bought Kanye's shoes?
1: Yeah. Oh well, explain to me though. Like I, I
3: know why they're so expensive and
1: all that, but explain to me when like he released his first one, and bro, like,
2: I, Why that's so popular? I have so much respect for you, so it's okay it's like, for like, me to lose shit. a little bit of respect. Yeah, okay, for you, okay, but okay. I just did. Yeah. But there's still a lot. I'm not you a, bought his fucking that guy's god damn it. Well,
3: if you're a shoe collector like I am, you uh, you buy some shoes because of because of that because I, I I know it's got huge value. Like I bought those shoes and they're worth more than what I paid yeah, for them. Yeah, everybody right? loves those. Oh,
2: shoes. they're worth a lot of money now? Yeah, yeah. No,
3: yeah, but they're between 3500 and 8000 for fuck
2: a pair. off. Yeah. A fucking shoe?
3: Yeah. God, that,
2: that makes me so angry. The
3: tips the gold mm-hmm. the tips of them have uh 14 karat gold tips l- laces. The tips of them have these little screw on. They screw on and they're gold. And the bottoms glow, and they're yeah, they're fancy pantsy, dude. So, shoes like that, you hold on to them <laughs> like those. This is the
2: craziest thing I've ever heard Those lasers, my life. the
3: new oh, those retro fours that I just got. Those will, I mean, they were bought at two fifty. They they would retail right now. For, you could resell them for five hundred easily right now. So some shoes are worth, um, you know, they go up in value now. The the shoe get here. You guys want to watch a cool Ted? Actually, I don't know if you'll watch it, but whatever. A cool there's a cool TED talk on uh just the shoe industry now and what it's turned into. They they compare it to the stock market, and the way you you have you do take care of certain shoes, they'll go up in value and. Uh, things that are sought after are really, really expensive. And even if they're worn and they're, they have different levels, like is it in the box, the original box still, it's worth this much? Does it is smell it, like cheese? <laughs> yeah. Is it out of its original box, is this value? Is it value? been worn? It's still worth. Well, I so mean, I anything, can wear shoes and still sell them.
2: Almost anything could have a value, a perceived value. I mean, you ever go on uh, eBay and look at like toys and shit, like yeah. old toys? Yeah, no, exactly. I'm so angry. My old He Man's are worth so much money. Size like
3: fingernails. I knew like, a kid you know. when I was in high school. That was collecting all the McDonald's toys, and I thought he was a weirdo. He literally had thousands under his bed. He had this oh big old thing, God. and they were all in the bot. They were Somebody all still- there wants that. Oh, bro, there's a there's like there's an, an almanac for that. There's big money in it. Wow. Like some of the original, That's like this, the original Hamburger Helper guy, like the very first <laughs> oh, no. one that I ever... Oh, wrote. yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. There's, there's big, Bob's
1: Big Boy. Yeah. I remember like somebody collected all the Bob's
3: Big Boy, like... For Mickey D's, there's, there's an up. almanac for it, bro. There's money in it, especially if you have the original ones that were like That's a crazy. big... Or a big movie, like a blockbuster movie where McDonald's partnered up with it. Like, I don't know if they did Batman or one of those, but they did. I'm still collecting
1: Star Wars figurines, by the
3: way. Well, and I'm sure they... I'm sure Mickey D's... Uh, did, uh, did they do a Star Wars collaboration? I'm sure they did at of one course. point. Of and if you've, you had that Star Wars toy that came aren't out, aren't they doing it now? Uh, I'm sure. Is it Disney? Right? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know who's. I don't uh, know who's, who's aligning with them or not right I think now. Marvel. I don't know.
2: Who knows? I don't know. I don't they, pay to them maybe they'll dollars, call us. Who knows? But,
3: yeah. I know. So that, that, that's why. <laughs> maybe they'll
2: call <laughs> us. <laughs> that Justin would sh- yeah. Justin would shit and come at the same time. Whoa! <laughs> if, if, if Star Wars called us, right? That's hey guys, can we? <laughs> Justin would be like, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> that
1: actually sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Like okay, it would be
1: like, ah! <laughs> my <laughs> face. <laughs> <laughs> It's painful and it's good.
2: That's or horrible. What the fuck? I don't know what happened. Yeah, it got weird. Yeah, how did we go?
3: From, how did you just take so this? From? That was the worst analogy. I, I, I had to know. go with it. Yeah, that was the worst analogy ever. So, so listen. Is it? I don't think it's possible. It's like, uh, it's like sneezing with your eyes open, right? It's like, can, dude, can you, I've seen somebody do that. I swear to God, it,
1: it freaked me out. right? Dude. Oh my god. <laughs> You're like are
3: you a robot? What are you? <laughs> can you oh, yeah, yeah, follow up question? Can you shit and come yeah. at the same time? <laughs> can you, listen, it's possible. That's <laughs> all I'm heard. gonna say.
2: Okay, I'm not going into detail. Yeah. Have you uh, uh what oh, about Lord. sneezing while you're taking a piss? Oh, oh god, yeah. Oh no, that's no, horrible. Don't do that. yeah. It's like you could I think seriously oh, now, instant cleanup I don't think yeah. there's any science to, to about this, but I think it could literally no. split your dick in half. You know what, uh, what I mean? Probably that's how much would. pressure comes yeah. out when you sneeze Filet and you get the same
3: When you start time. getting older, you just start sitting down as a man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just sit. You, fuck go, it. you just go uh, sit down. Oh, of course, I grab an article. I, yeah. I grab an article or something going there. I'm reading some, you know, Instagram yeah. shit or something I'm like that. I'm tired. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to the bathroom. I'm like, <laughs> I don't have this shit, but I'm going to sit down. I think. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm going to be here for a minute. Because that's the only yeah. way we can get. A, that's the that's only like place my escape zone. Exactly. It's the only way you. I can't. That's how we get away. We lock the door. Nobody follows us. That's what it's like. Somebody walks by. I'm like
3: messing with the toilet paper like yeah. pretending yeah <laughs> pretending <laughs> the kids tell me on. you don't do that uh, yeah you know what's funny is I don't have kids and I do do that which yeah. I, can, I can imagine it's times 10 <laughs> for you guys yeah You go or in I just make like a random grunt like yeah. oh I mean am a little bit yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah it was a little bit longer yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: oh oh the kids <laughs> are cr- forum questions
2: hey oh, <laughs> the kids sound like they're fighting upstairs they gotta go take a dump yeah. you know <laughs> that's how you work it yeah dude we started a little exactly. co- we started a little controversy with our last episode. We were ranking uh, body parts on uh, on women, <laughs> um, and then the, the someone so put silly. up silly. Someone put out, you know, body parts on men. And unanimously, not unanimous, it was like a majority, like abs is always yeah. near the top. It's always about abs. Yeah. and you, you
1: saw how many of those ladies brought up the uh, chest, though. The pectacles? The, the pectacles. Yeah. The pectacles. yeah. yeah. Uh, they were there. Yeah, I know. No,
2: it's important. Abs and it's arms. Funny but abs it, it's funny because it's so like,
1: subjective. It's like, like you could take like 100 women from anywhere and it's going to be different. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Well, like I mean, any I region, actually, any like everything. Everybody has their preference. Well, based I, off of some random. Things. I would think
3: certain cultures are or would be different, right?
1: Yeah. Different area, Different.
2: Well, the sexiest body part's the wallet. Let's be real yeah. now. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> now you
3: talking. Funny
2: part is none of them say that. That put, is put, science. Think if we put that out there,
3: bro. They've done do you studies. Like the chest, the arm, the abs, or the wallet. Which or, one of those would be? Bro, your
2: they <laughs> yeah. they have done literal studies where women yeah. will rank a man's like Eight. attractiveness. Uh, on DJs. a one to ten, right? Yeah, And they'll rank these men, and one guy will get a consistent four across the board. Then they'll show the same guy. They put him in a suit. No, they'll put yeah. down like that their their net worth is higher. Like, oh no, he earns over 250000 a year or whatever. Oh, it's worth, I th- they actually figure out the number. I believe it was worth two or three points. Whoa. So if you're a man. five, of course. but you're, make- you're a millionaire, you're automatically now an eight. <laughs> wow Yes It's well, it's just It's the way it is You
3: hear that guys Quit spending so much time in the gym Probably well, should be spending
2: it's it's at the, your job the, the It's the also <laughs>
1: that And then it's if you're like Really really well known For like some random skill Or like you know If you're like like there's been so many ugly ass musicians that have like like knockouts for wives.
2: That's yeah, it's perceived. Uh, it's yeah. the same thing. Perceived
3: power. Well, like, means-
1: maybe he'll write a song about me. Yeah, as you say, there's something about
3: a woman getting serenaded. I think that
1: yeah, has yeah, something yeah. to do with oh, that, yeah. that too. Like, that's
2: power right there yeah. for sure. You're lucky you're good looking. I <laughs> yeah, thank God. Because I can't see. You ain't going yeah. shit in that department. You gotta get uh, creative. Man. I- but I have had
1: to group. be like America's Top Chef.
3: I've <laughs> had I've had girls before asking that too. Could you sing me a song? Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> be like, you're lucky yeah, you yeah, get to look yeah, at yeah, my yeah,
2: face. Yeah. Just be happy with that. Sing a song. Nobody's that perfect. <laughs>
3: uh,
1: but
2: because we gave exercises uh, and like what to do for the butt, I think we should talk about a little bit about how like to build what, what how to butt. build a six pack. <laughs> like how to really build a six pack because. There's a lot, just like the glutes uh, and oh, other I body parts. Going going yeah, there's a lot of um, misconceptions on how the abs should be worked. Mm-hmm. For some reason, it's like abs need to be trained with high reps. Abs need they can't you can't use weight with abs. Right. Don't do heavy. Resistance you don't want to do full range of motion. Yeah, yeah. and uh, one thing they do get right, however, which is funny because they only apply to abs, is that you should train them frequently. Like most bodybuilders agree, you hit your abs more frequently than the rest of the body. Right. Um, they
1: think that, like, for some reason, just
3: the core is the only one that recovers. Yeah. Well, you know what we used to say. I mean, I remember as a you used to say because it, it's comprised mostly of fast twitch fibers in comparison to anywhere else. You mean so, slow twitch or slow yeah. twitch fibers? Then you're, you're you can take they can take that uh, higher repetition or it's more advantageous for you to be doing lots and lots of repetitions versus it's well, not adding a whole
2: lot of load to like those movements. Well, that's what
3: we used to say, and we know that's a bunch of bullshit now. But I remember that's what yeah. we used to. That's Dude, what-
2: I used to work my core. I always worked my core. It's not like I neglected it. And I have gotten very lean. I gotten very lean in the past. i have gotten down to single-digit body fat, and I would have a six-pack, but it would just, it would kind of be there, it wouldn't really stick out, it was just kind of flat, you know, and uh, when I figured out that using resistance on my abs was the same as using resistance anywhere else, and that I could build my abs out, um, it it blew me away because all of a sudden I had a six-pack at number one, higher body fat percentages, Mm -hmm. and number two, my abs kind of stuck out without me flexing. They were just way more, way more visible. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I didn't have, dude. I didn't have abs like that at all. Like now, I have a six pack at ten or eleven percent, whereas before I have to get down to seven. This is why.
3: This is also why I think I don't, and that's why it's one of the things I struggle with is because I don't yeah. train them enough. And I notice. How that,
2: often do you hit your, your be honest? How often do
3: you hit your abs? Rare, rarely, rarely ever. Wow. Yeah, rarely ever. Wow. It's uh, It's probably the most neglected part as far as bro. Uh, your abs. So you don't work
2: out your abs, but you you store very little body fat around your midsection. Well, this anyway. this is
3: this is a perfect example how I tell people like, you know, in my opinion, right? This is my opinion. You guys can debate me on this or not, but I feel like you know when you when you're putting together your priority list, you know, and of course, overall health and balance is number one. But when you start building an aesthetic physique, you know, uh, most of my focus and emphasis are on all my my weak points. You know, ask me what I do the most. I do my legs and my calves more than anything else, and then it's the and then my arms are the least amount. My and the after my my abs, like these are my strengths on my body. So for me, they get the they get neglected the most. You know, yeah. and I'd love to say that I hit everything the right amount and the most I possibly can, but no. In reality, there's. There's times when, you know, I miss a day in the gym or, you know, I, I only have so much time. And so my priority is always going to be on, you know, my lagging body parts. So
2: Well, see, I was in the same camp as you as to where I'd be like, well, I'm just going to get lean. And the truth is you can't, you're not going to have a six pack unless you get lean enough. Like you could build your abs and make them fant- you know fantastic, but if you're, if you got fat over them, they're just not going to be visible. Mm. So that was always my mentality was, well, I'm just going to worry about getting lean. And my strong was, excuse me, my core was plenty strong. I mean, I could deadlift a lot, I could squat a lot, I could overhead press a lot, so I never really placed a ton of emphasis on them, but I did work them, and I did work them the way I thought you were supposed to, which was the high rep stuff, and I'll never forget, it was like an epiphany, where um, I remember, I remember, I forgot where it was, I was uh, maybe on social media, and there was a guy just standing there, and he was muscular, and he had these just block abs, I remember thinking, like, my abs are just not, like, I don't have a lot of muscle on my abs, you know what I mean? and uh, a lot of people especially in the in the like physique world they say don't build your core because you'll get a bigger waist that's bullshit my waist hasn't gotten any bigger but my my core has become more pronounced from using resistance so i went from doing like high rep crunches high rep leg raises high rep you know exercises to doing heavy you know roman chair sit ups heavy mm-hmm. leg raises you know uh, exercises that are more you know designed to build muscle, like with any other body part. Yeah. Now the key here, however, and I think the reason why high reps became a thing for abs in the beginning was because uh, when you use a lot of weight on core exercises, it's really fucking easy to stop, you know, really flexing at the lumbar and just to start flexing at the hip. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's easy for me to do a sit up uh, and just keep my my body rigid, but bend at the hips using my hip flexors. And have my core as a stabilizer. And I see people doing leg raises like this all the time. Like they'll hang on the bar, they'll do leg raises, and they get very little pelvic tilt at the top, which is what the abs do.
3: Right, the most it's, important piece of the exercise. Yeah,
2: it's all—it's like stay- all it's doing is stabilizing while the hip flexors do movement. Mm-hmm. And it, this ends up making you hip flexor dominant, and then you don't really build really muscular uh, abdominals. And what you need to realize, especially with the abs – is the function of the abs is to bring the pelvis closer to the ribcage or vice versa, bring the ribcage closer to the pelvis. So it's that it's that anterior pelvic tilt to posterior pelvic tilt that the abs are doing. And they can stabilize, but that's their full range of motion. So if you train in that full range of motion and you add resistance, you'll build abs and then you'll have visible abs – at lower, uh, uh, excuse me, at, at higher body fat percentages, which See, is what blew me away.
1: I, <laughs> what's interesting, like so for me, it it revolves more around rotation. So I, you know, obliques, it, yeah, obliques. Yeah, let's I, talk about I, that. I, I guarantee I've I I would work my obliques more than my abs. Like right. I don't I don't do very many crunches per se. Uh, you know, if anything, it's like you know, leg lifts or, or, you know, something along those lines, but very isometric. So for me, like if anything, just because of the way that I've trained for performance and for, um, you know, doing any type of uh, sports, um, my focus really is to be able to stabilize myself through all kinds of different planes and movement. And so a lot of that, you know, core training, quote unquote, is, you know more based off of like you know wood chops and, and and you know trunk rotations and uh you know planks and uh you know stabilizing uh, my entire body with my core as opposed to uh you know crunching and building and developing which is you know I feel like I'm neglecting it from that
2: well aspect. Uh, well let's be honest I mean obliques well. are extremely important and uh they're forgotten people tend to forget about how how impressive. Good muscular obliques look, right. And when when people talk about, especially women, we'll talk about the V that the guy will get down the abs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Part of that is really nice developed obliques that kind of creates that illusion. And uh, you know everybody's worried, especially in the physique world, and the bodybuilding world, like don't work your obliques because you'll get a bigger waist. <laughs> well, if they you, actually stabilize you left to right. Well, you know? how, like, how much you're going to build a function? How much you going to build your fucking obliques? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm sure if you're on a shit ton of growth hormone. And your organs are growing; yeah, they're and not shit. any of that big. And you're getting big, you know, big belly. That's different. But if you're the if you're everybody who's listening, ninety nine percent everyone's listening, and you build the hell out of your obliques, your waist might get bigger one tenth of an inch, uh, but you're gonna look smaller just because you have these developed muscular obliques and in, and in, in core. And I would even say that obliques are probably more impressive to me than super developed abs. When I see like really good obliques on someone, mm. it just makes their core look it looks tight. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It looks really, really tight. Well,
3: I'm a lot like Justin. That, that's how I feel like I get a lot of my my core training. I mean, have you ever done like, you know, speed deadlifts before? My abs get fucking sore from something like that. I mean, you're, rip- you're bracing. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're gonna rip. You're gonna rip 315 pounds off the ground. You know, several times. Like before, every time before it goes up and they explode up. Well, I mean, my abs are the first thing that engage and you know, engaging those suckers hard before you pull that much weight up. I always get sore from things like that. So whenever I add a new movement. So I do a lot of explosive type things like that that really get my abs. So I don't directly train them enough. And I've always the only when I really do, I honestly do it as I get closer to showtime. I've always had this kind of theory with my with my abs is that Okay, well, why I'm going to do all the big gross movements that's going to burn the most calories, burn the most fat, give me the most bang for my buck as far as building this physique. And then as I start to lean down and tread, then I start to incorporate more of this, mm-hmm. you know, th- this abdominal work because then they're going to start to reveal themselves so they'll be more pronounced. And for me, it was—it's always been a mental game for myself because it's—it is a small—it's a muscle that's not small. It's the muscle that's covered by you know a layer of fat. Since most of us hold a, a lot of belly fat, where if we hold any fat at all, it's going to go there and it's going to cover those six-pack abs. So I find you know waiting until I can kind of see them a little bit is more motivating for me to train them more and put more emphasis on it. Otherwise, you're doing mo- a lot of movements that don't burn a lot of calories, don't give you a lot of bang for your buck and i could be doing other things that get me faster to revealing those abs so
2: well i'll tell you what for me it was it was huge because uh, when i changed the way i train
3: and this is when well you also have the most. in my opinion you have the most pronounced abdominal area out of all of us for sure and well, you can see that on you you can see that even when you are at your you know highest body fat your, your abdominals look way better than mine do, for sure.
2: Well, I, it got to the point, uh, like I said, when I started training them a particular way with resistance, uh, you know, frequency, as like we always prescribe in the MAPS programs, um, and focusing on that pelvic tilt, um, that's when I came up with the, the No BS mm-hmm. six-pack formula. That's when I put that program together because I saw in myself what a tremendous difference it made in how my midsection looked. I'm telling you right now, I never had a six-pack unless I got shredded before. Now... I don't have to get nearly as lean and my abs will stick out of my shirt, which is crazy. It never happened before, but now if I eat like a big meal and I'm relatively lean, you can see my abs coming out of my shirt and that's only because I built them. Yeah. I had to develop them, which makes total those, sense. And it's crazy. It's no
3: different than every other muscle when you think about it.
2: It's crazy how much yeah. and I didn't I don't know what it was that uh why I was uh, didn't even think of this, but Um, you can develop your abs like any muscle or your obliques like any muscle. You can develop them, and when they become developed, you're not going to get huge. Like, no matter what I do, I'm not going to get massive. I mean, the abs are not massive muscles, but they will become more kind of pronounced and visible. And so if you think of somebody at, let's say, 12%, a guy at 12% or 11% body fat, which is getting lean now. You're starting to get into the 10% range where you're starting to get lean, and you can kind of see an outline of, of his abs. Imagine if you just built them so they got bigger. Boom! Now you can see them at higher body fat percentages. I've had women who uh, have done, you know, followed the program, the No BS Six Pack Formula, and uh, they've always, of course, been taught high reps. They've been taught high reps for everything, but especially for core, they applied some just just some of the concepts of you know using more resistance and that full range of motion, and they're like, I've never had a six pack, all of a sudden I have one, and it's just because you built them out. And I think that's one of the biggest um, myths in ab training. Is a you need to train them with high reps because somehow you can spot reduce what you can't, or b don't no don't ever use resistance with your abs or you're gonna get you know a bigger waist. <laughs> I mean, I would be I would be shocked to see how your abs would respond if well, you train that because you you don't store you wh- body fat there. No, anyway.
3: I'll tell you what, that's it just hasn't been a focus, and you know since we've talked about this on the show, I always love taking some of the things and applying what we, you know we've been recently sharing, and it's just. I have never the most emphasis I've ever put on my abs is like I said when I get about two weeks out from a show, um, you know, and a lot of that is just because I'm ramping up my activity and I'm in the I'm living in the gym as I'm getting closer to showtime and I'm finding other things to do and I'm like, hey, why not work on my abs even if it is a strength of mine? I'm going to start to work on, but I have never you know, gone after it and really, you know, created as a focus session. So I tell you why is what I'll do is I'll take the, our no BS and I'll implement it within like a focus session. Dude, your
2: abs are going to get crazy because you already have You like I said, you don't store body fat around your midsection you're already lean. It's just going to get like, you're going to get like little bricks, yeah, You get some bricks. Yeah. You're going to get some bricks. Well, I,
3: I, I can, I'm because I'm this, you know, dude, who's all into aesthetics and stuff. I mean, I can see that on your body. I look at your physique, and it's the very first thing that it, I notice right away is that you know you have these these blocky abs. Do we just become best friends? <laughs> well, I I <laughs> notice that like my my abdominal region will will really change throughout the day just by my water and food right, intake. Right, right, you right. know because they're not very pronounced, you know, and and as I fill up, in fact, it actually I get more water covering over them, and they don't look as good and as pronounced. Where, you know, other muscles on my on my body, when I feel water and they look, food, bigger, they look bigger and they look more full and they're more pronounced where it's the opposite. My abs look the best in the morning time, right? Not after I feed and fuel them. So, you know, I, I know if I were to train them like another another muscle group, but I would get more out of them. It's just it's one of those things I've neglected for a long time. So maybe we'll, we'll put a little experiment to test. I'd here. be interested to yeah, see that. Yeah. I mean, really, really key is someone when- was just talking on the forum about, you know, it was fun watching. When I did my transformation, Justin did his transformation, and, and following just along, Just
2: following
1: along,
3: we haven't done anything like that. Yeah, so
2: that'd be a good one. Uh,
3: I'll volunteer myself to do something like that. We're in the middle Post of talking about leaning down. Yeah, and yeah, that, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I'm down to do. It's something. good timing too because it's summertime. Yeah, I think, that's a, why I think a lot of people like, right yeah, now. Why not? Why yeah. not? Why not? <laughs> uh, but why I want to have more awesome. But videos? I want to be clear. Like if you, if you don't, and because if you enroll in one of our if, in the No BS Six Pack, I, we we really break it all down. It's all programmed out, just like our other programs where everything's spelled out for you with videos and all that stuff. But if you decide to do this on your own and use resistance you got to be very careful because using resistance on your core, most of you listening right now, your core, if you're fit, acts well as a stabilizer, mm-hmm. but in terms of working through its full range of motion, most of you don't train them properly, mm-hmm. so adding resistance to that is going to make it very difficult. Long lever crunches, which is no resistance, it's just a crunch on the physio ball where you wrap around the ball, crunch over the ball with your arms, always maintaining you know, uh, your arms straight out behind your head or, or next to your ears. That's a lot of resistance for a lot of people to do. Right, I, I can't even tell you how many people have trained who are, starter, yeah. yeah, who are very fit, and they're like, "Oh, I want to, you know, use resistance on my abs," and I'm like, "Try this first, yeah," um, and then you know, forget doing hanging leg raises because you just don't oh, have that control. Yeah. but if you do do this stuff, do it slow, controlled, and perfect form. Like, there's no other body part I can think of where a slight deviation in form not only ruins the exercise, mm. but it puts you at high risk for injury because. Yeah. If you're pulling with resistance and you're using all hip flexors, especially your iliopsoas muscle, you are going to have... This is when people complain about back pain from doing abs. Yeah. When they do leg raises, like, I can't do them anymore. That hurts my back. It's not their core. It's because they're 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 psoas, which connects near the at well. The lumbar.
3: What's happening too is real similar to what we just discussed in a recent episode about the sleepy butt. You know about the neurological connection is a lot of people hip flexor dominant. Yes, have been yeah. for so. If you mean when you look at when you think it's of a go-to crunch, recruitment. Yeah, right. Think of a crunch where someone's bringing their knees and their shoulders in. Is you know what we what we're trying to happen is is that lumbar is what you're looking for. Yeah. But what really people visually see on the outside it's just is bending. Yeah, exactly. They see bending. They see knees and elbows coming together, and that's what a crunch is but you can bring your knees up to your elbows with very little movement in the lumbar if you don't do it correctly so there takes a lot of mind mind muscle connection or that central nervous connection uh, central nervous system connection that we talk about and people have sleepy syndrome in their abs they don't know how to connect to them very well they don't know how to engage that and then to 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 flex at the spine instead of bringing at their legs i've yeah. seen this
2: among so many really fit lean people like you wouldn't believe, like they'll come to me, fit, lean, but working out consistently for a long time, and I'll have them do, uh, I'll have them do a, a like a core assessment, and right away, oh, hip flexor dominance. Yeah, how do we correct that? This is what we do. Um, I'll have them activate their glutes, um, maybe put their legs up on a bench and kind of bridge just a little bit off the floor, activate their glutes, keep their glutes tight. And then do a crunch Because you know Once you activate the glutes The hip flexors have to relax right. And it's so funny Watching them like Try to come up Without yeah. the hip flexors And it's like You know when you first Work out a muscle After going on layoff And it kind of shakes A little bit They'll get that shake yeah. They're like Why am I shaking is because you are not your 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 body doesn't know how to fire. You right. crunch them on the. Be- you said you crunch them on the bench with, in a in a. Bri- so what you're doing? So let's say you're on the floor. Yeah. So I'm on my back on the floor. I'll elevate. I'll put my legs up, bent ah, with my heels up on a bench.
3: Got you. Got you. And
2: then what you do is you drive into the bench with your heels and lift your butt off the floor, just an inch or two, and just keep the glutes. So all you're doing is you're activating the glutes hold that position while you while do a slow crunch this is not an ab builder this is not going to build your core but what it is going to do is it's going to change the recruitment pattern which we talked about in a previous episode all it's going to do is it's going to teach you to activate your your core and your abs independent of your hip flexors and the reason why activating your glutes does that is because it's called reciprocal inhibition when i activate one muscle the opposing muscle muscle will naturally relax if i don't do that and I just have a person do a crunch, and I say, focus on your abs. Their, their hip flexors is going to activate every single – it's just – it's their default, you know uh, – I'll have to try pattern.
3: that. Like, I've never thought of doing – I've always used like a small stability ball, put it on their back, and then put them in a floor – or put them in a bridge position so then their glutes are – and and emphasize keeping the hips sure, so sure. elevated. Sure, sure. Yeah,
2: no matter what you do, as long as you keep – as long as you activate the glutes and hamstrings while crunching the entire time, mm-hmm. then the hip flexors are far more likely to be relaxed, which allows you then to separate – the hip flexors from that that flexion at the spine, um, and it gets that recruitment pattern to change. So, and this is actually a relatively easy imbalance to correct. Like once you do that and you practice that for like a week or two, mm-hmm. um, then you go to your other exercises and you start with no resistance and you focus you do maybe a Roman chair sit up or uh, a leg raise with your knees bent, but you do like that reverse crunch at the top, do it real slow then you'll start to be able to fire the, the 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 core properly and let me tell you when you do these exercises properly i see people doing like leg raises and they're doing like 30 reps you ain't doing shit right dude mm. you do a proper leg raise with that that pelvic tilt at the top and if you want keep your legs long make that lever long and do a real hard pelvic tilt that shit is not it's not easy and i'm not talking about the freaking crossfit kick the bar with my with my feet, you know, hip flexor extraordinaire exercise. <laughs> Momentum. Yeah. I'm talking about bringing your legs up and doing a reverse crunch at the top. That's a very difficult. Yeah, loss of focus. Exercise. Very, very difficult exercise to do properly. Well, I
3: think that's a good point to add, too, is that people get so caught up in the, you know, how many they can yeah. do.
1: reps, and, and, yeah, they have no quality control in, in their body mechanics, yeah. like, which is where you need to start, and you need to assess, like, like like they're mentioned like is this even firing properly can i feel this right. sensation like you should be able to feel it uh, if done correctly And then if not you, you should take measures To open that channel
2: You know what's a good example Is you know the the What is it The acro wheel Or the wheel that you hold With your hands And you yeah. roll out You go uh-huh. on your knees And you roll out Yeah Nobody does that right Yeah Nobody <laughs> yeah. does that right
3: Nobody tucks their pelvic No but
2: everybody yeah. goes out If you, I can pull up A million videos on YouTube And every fucking trainer Presenting that exercise Will go down With, a, with an anterior pelvic tilt yeah. Every single one of them Will maintain this anterior pelvic tilt And use the hip flexors And lats To pull themselves up Every so time
3: So I saw a girl in my class was doing it correctly. Yeah. And I was so floored. Wow. Yeah. She was, she, yeah, we have an ab, we have rollout, the ab dolly rollout thing. And it's just like a, a little thing. And I looked over and I'm like, she's, no way. Who taught you that? <laughs> right away I want to know because it's like you're it's rare to see somebody do that without that pelvic drop. Yeah, if the time. way
2: you should do it is you should actually have a rounded back. Yeah, she had a totally into, cat back. That's it. And she you had a cat you, back you, while
3: she did it. I was like, damn. That's it. And
2: you roll out. Once you get out to the end of it, your your rounded back kind of flattens a little bit. So you go from posterior pelvic tilt to start to go to anterior. You don't want to go full anterior with that much resistance, but you're getting there. Hmm. And then the way you pull yourself up is not by pulling with your knees and pulling with your hands, it's by going flat back back to Rounded and you pull your, it's like you're doing this crunch with tons of like resistance. Cat cow. Exactly. Yeah. And do you know how That's hard? How I have people
3: start a lot of times just for core activation mm-hmm. techniqueing. Yeah.
2: Do you know how hard that exercise is exercises that to do, by the way,
3: right? Oh, yeah. Just to be able to articulate your spine like that. A lot of people can't do that. They yeah. can't do that.
2: It's very, very difficult. Oh, it's very difficult. The same thing with a plank. Yeah. A Just a good old fashioned plank. People think they just suspend their body above the floor. Right. And they, if you look at them from the side, anterior pelvic tilt. They're mm-hmm. just, they're just, they're literally doing a hip flexor plank. Yeah. But when in reality, what they, they need realize it no stay low tuck your tailbone real hard squeeze your abs yeah. now hold yourself up That's boom it. well you Core. know this reminds
3: me a little bit about the, one of these questions that we just recently answered about like our our certifications and how you know how much of our stuff do we really use i remember doing like your your quadrupeds and those movements like that that you would just go through the, the movements and teach, teach what you've been taught when in reality, like there should be so much detail yeah, more emphasis. Like, yeah, as
1: far as like what it's doing and yes. what you're recruiting and what's going on, why you're doing this, like cross-sectional firing and all these kinds of things. Yes. The yeah. whole
3: purpose of that movement is to be
1: extremely, uh, I got to communicate, you know, on my left to right side, like properly. For, but how for often mechanics? do you walk in
3: a gym and you see trainers uh, doing, doing the quadruped with people and they're just kind of doing,
1: I'll tell you what, like I, I've actually started people like crawling you know like I, I swear to God like it's it's so essential to like mechanics like with athletes like if you're not having proper cross-sectional firing like that's why these animal movements like that's the only place I see like this is relevant because it's like now I'm teaching my body to work you know on these different planes and like cross-sectional planes mm-hmm. so uh,
2: this, is, this is one of the reasons why trainers don't even focus a lot on this stuff is because they think each exercise is supposed to be a workout in the sense of, oh, you know, if I'm doing quadruped and I'm not sweating, well, then why am I wasting my right. time? so you this is what I'm a, saying? Yeah, but good it's, it's not a sweat exercise. That's no. not the purpose of it. The purpose uh-uh. of it is, like Justin was saying, cross-sectional firing. And you're trying to teach the right and the left to communicate. And believe me, you get some people, and you get them in that quadruped position, and they start getting wobbly and losing their balance, even though it's a very stable oh, yeah. position. Oh, yeah. Not
3: only that, but very few can actually do it correctly where yeah. both well, sides are equal. Oh, yeah. You know,
1: and point and, and extend all the way. With like a ne- can't even with a, neutral, their, with a neutral spine. Their shoulder doesn't even allow them to get you know right. proper mobility to raise right. it high enough a lot
2: of times. So. And that's why I think with the core, especially the core, the obliques, the abs, technique is crucial crucial absolutely crucial because you can do an exercise and not have the right technique like we just discussed the plank or the ab rollouts or, or leg raises or whatever and not do it right and do tons of reps and not get not even close to the kind of results that you would get with with proper uh, technique another one is uh, flag poles. you know the old school yeah you know flagpoles off a bench great exercise if you do that shit and you and you let yourself go anterior pelvic tilt the whole time. Of course, you love those rocky. Oh yeah, uh, that is a dangerous uh, yeah. exercise. It's but if you school. maintain that tight, that tucked tailbone, uh huh, and oh, then at the very bottom you a, I'm tucking a little that's bit. A, that's a legit Ooh, move, bro. Right I'll then. do six. To, I'll do six to eight or ten reps on that max. Yeah, that's it. And my abs, it's like I did. It's like I did deadlift for my abs. Yeah. Like that's that's literally what it what it feels like. So
3: that's legit.
2: And the, you know some of the feed like I said some of the feedback that we've gotten. From some of the programs that we put out, like the the No BS Six Pack, which is you know obviously that's just an ab does that workout does that happen to have
3: the exercise that you were just uh, using an example? It's got
2: it's got it's got all the it's got the most effective exercises that I found for most people, um, and it's broken down just like Maps. You know, there's foundational workouts and there's triggering sessions, and it, it matches and it blends perfectly with Maps. So you, what you would do is you do a foundational Maps workout on one day. And then and and ab trigger sessions on that day, and then on the next day you would do trigger sessions for the you know for the maps program, but then you would do foundational for core. So then you're in the gym. Let's say you have uh, maps red. Um, You're in the gym five six days a week, alternating between foundational you know full body workouts and foundational core workouts, and then on on, and then alternating trigger sessions for each body part. I think one of us. That's how I. That's how I work out. That's usually it's typically. That's what my workout looks like. Yeah, uh-huh.
3: I think uh, one of us should definitely post the one you were just discussing, though, because I think that which one the the rollouts? No, 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 no. With the uh, glute activation.
2: Oh, yeah, 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 just yeah. Just because, Absolutely.
3: just because I think that. I think that's very common. I yeah. think it's very common that a lot of people have a... Super a good correctional technique yes, that
1: they need to know about.
3: Very good correctional. And it's ba- very basic. Either one, the one that I discussed or the one you used to discuss, I think are both mm-hmm. simple movements that uh, will blow somebody away yeah. on... Especially if you're somebody who's like, I can never feel it in my abs when I work my abs. I can never feel it in my abs. Mm-hmm. You know, th- there's a lot of that. You there get that.
2: And, and the problem is too is a lot of people will feel it in their abs. But the abs are acting just mainly as stabilizers and not training them in the full range of motion. Like if I... If I bend my elbow just slightly with my palm up and I lift a heavy dumbbell and I do a front delt raise, I'll get a, a, a deltoid that's fatigued, but my bicep will start to fatigue also because I'm holding it at the slight bend. Yeah. And that's what's happening with people's cores is that they're doing mm-hmm. these exercises. They're not training properly. And they're like, well, my abs do get sore. But I mean, it's it's in essence, you're just doing isometric. You're not really working the full range of motion. Right. Think about a rotational chop, Right. Uh, if I'm not using full rotation at my spine, I can still rotate I can pivot off my feet and turn my hips with my whole body mm-hmm. or I can keep my hips I can rotate with my hips and then start to rotate with my with my midsection as well and get the obliques to twist you know the upper body well, separate from the it's lower the exact body same. and not
3: just your shoulders either right. you know going like right. from
1: the, the top right it's the exact
2: same
3: thing we just talked about with the with the sleepy butt syndrome it's the same thing i yeah. mean there's you're you have not made that good pathway and connection and you need to make that connection in order for that to to work and is is it going to work of course it's part it's responsible for part of that movement so it's impossible just like a squat the glutes are working they're getting they're getting activated but why do I always feel it in my yeah. quads well that's because of that neurological connection yeah. same thing goes for the abs for so many years you've taught every the hip flexors and everything else to engage to help you
2: i've just i've just personally seen with my own clients doing this properly of course adding resistance full range of motion core exercises and i'm just like right before my eyes they just develop their abs and i'm i'm starting to become convinced that the muscles of the core have a decent ability to to build uh, that you can actually build them to the point where you can see them more, um, more so than like the calves. I don't know why they get thrown in the category with calves where sometimes calves just, I mean, I'm living example. Uh, you know, <laughs> I've added a half an inch over the last 10 years on my calves, you know what I'm saying? But with my abs, it took a matter of like three, four months. Literally, it was like three or four months where my abs went from flat to boom. Big difference. It was, I'm going
3: to be crazy. really interested to kind of get a, give it a go and see what happens because Excellent. you know I think that uh, I'm interested to see if you if that's there's some truth to what you're saying or it's more Dude, g- watch genetics what play a role or not. we will you know, we'll see. Well, you know,
2: watch what happens because I know what your abs look like now and you barely work them. Yeah,
3: and you know, so I'll, be a trip. I'll definitely keep it real and, and track everything for sure. You know, if I put my mind to something like that, it just hasn't been a focus uh, for me just because it's always been a strength. Um, but, you know, one of the things I love about what we do in our job is that it keeps it fun and inter- interesting to always be changing things up mm-hmm. and switching goals. And mm-hmm. it'll be a fun little goal to go after and see. Because I wouldn't mind having abs about 13% body fat. That means <laughs> uh, <you're> already <laughs> yeah. I mean, you already have them at 12%. That means more gelato, bro. That's what <laughs> <Okay>. that means. <laughs> that means more gelato.
2: Well, I mean, the no BS six pack formula works with any workout. You can plug it in. You can find it at mindpumpmedia.com. And if you like Mind Pump, leave us a five star rating and review on iTunes. Uh, if we like your review, You might win a free t shirt. And also check us out on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal. Adam is at Mind Pump Adam. Justin is at Mind Pump Justin. And you can even find Doug at Mind Pump Doug.
0: Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com.